Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 67 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to explain the tenant buyer strategy. Now, this works very well for new and experienced investors alike, and it follows on from the last episode, number 66, in which I talked about should you rent or buy your own home. Now, very important, before I start, let me say what I'm not going to teach you. I'm not going to teach you what most people think of when they hear about tenant buyers. There are some property trainers out there who teach this in a certain way. Let's call it the risky method, also known as sandwich options. So let me explain why it's risky and why you should not do it. So first of all, the idea is you go and find someone who wants to sell their property and you secure it on a purchase lease option. That's where you have the right to buy the property within a certain time period at a price you fix today. So nothing wrong with that in itself. Then you find someone else to live in the property as a tenant buyer. But what you do is you sell them an option to buy the property at some time within the future. So it's kind of like a a back-to-back option. You've got an option to buy and you sell an option to someone else. That's why it's called a sandwich option. And the idea is that you agree a lower price to pay the monthly rent to the owner than you charge the tenant. So you make a margin on the rent each month. And also you sell the property for a higher price than you buy it for. So you make profit at the end as well. Now, it's very, very risky. It's fraught with potential problems. And so that's why you should not do it. Um, There's a much easier way of doing the tenant buyer strategy, which is what I teach. And in the right circumstances, it can work for everyone involved. And there's a lot less risk. So that's what I'm going to teach you on this training today. So first of all, what is a tenant buyer and how can you use this strategy? So a tenant buyer is someone who moves into a property and they rent the property. They look after it like their own home and they do have a purchase option in place, which gives them the right to buy the property at a fixed price within a certain time. Now, there are a number of benefits for them being a tenant buyer. First of all, they can move into the property and settle down and put roots down, knowing they're not going to be kicked out potentially by the landlord in six months time because they've got the right to buy this property. And as long as they pay the monthly rent, the landlord cannot and should not really get rid of them. What that means is If you're a tenant buyer, you can add value to the property, knowing you're enhancing the value of the property that you're going to get to buy. It's a great way to get your foot on the ladder, because if the market's going up, you want to secure a price today and you might get to buy the property at, let's say, 200,000 in the future when actually it's worth 250. So you're getting some instant equity the day you buy. So it can work really, really well. Sometimes, but not always, some of the rent that the tenant buyer pays goes towards the end purchase price. But it really depends on the end price and also the length of the option term. Um, And also, if a tenant buyer is in a property, 
They don't have to buy the property. They've got the right to buy, the option to buy if they want to. They can walk away from the deal, but they would lose the upfront option fee that they put down. Now, when you're buying a property, you want the option fee to be as low as possible. If you're selling a property that you don't want, you want the option fee to be as high as possible. So the deal can vary depending on which side of the fence you're sitting. So let me talk about how you can actually use this yourself. So first of all, if you are an experienced landlord and you've got a number of properties like me, well, I've got some properties which I've bought over the last 25 years, which at the time seemed like a really good decision based on the knowledge I had at that time. With the power of hindsight and with increased knowledge now than I had when I first bought those properties, there are some properties I purchased which I wouldn't buy again if I had a second chance. And so I've actually sold some properties that I don't want to tenant buyers. The other way you can use this strategy is you can actually become a tenant buyer yourself to get your foot on the ladder rather than just renting a property. You're living in one, you've got the right to buy. And I've done that as well. So I've done this on both sides. Now let's look at first of all, how you get rid of property that you don't want. So how do you find these tenant buyers, these people who are going to come and live in your property and pay you rent and then have a right to buy the property? Well, first of all, you look for people who would love to get their foot on the ladder. They don't really want to be renting anymore, but for some reason, they can't get a mortgage right now. Now, there are three fundamental reasons why they may not be able to get a mortgage now. One is because maybe they don't quite earn enough to be able to afford a mortgage to buy the kind of house they want to buy. But maybe in the future, they're going to earn more money. So maybe they're a trainee, accountant, trainee, doctor, trainee, solicitor on not a huge salary now. But as soon as they qualify, their salary is going to jump up and they'll be able to afford a mortgage on the property they want to buy. The other reason you might not be able to get a credit, uh, a mortgage now is because maybe you've got a good salary, but you've got a problem with your credit rating, something which doesn't allow you to get a mortgage now, but given enough time, that will drop off your credit report and you'll be able to get a mortgage. Or maybe you're a very high earner, but maybe you're not from the UK. Maybe you're a foreign doctor or someone like that, earning lots of money, but because you haven't been resident in the UK long enough, it's very hard for you to get a residential mortgage. Again, with time, that problem will be solved and you will be able to get a mortgage. So it's very important that you look for people who can't buy right now because they can't get a mortgage right now, but given enough time, these problems will be solved. And it's very important to make sure the property there, if you're selling a property to someone as a tenant buyer, you want to make sure that they will be able to afford enough of a mortgage to buy the property from you in the future. Otherwise, there's no real point to doing it. Now, what are the benefits for you selling one of your properties to a tenant buyer? Well, first of all, you get to sell the property at the full market price. In usual markets, if you want to sell a property, most buyers will want some sort of a discount. But because you're giving the tenant buyer the opportunity to buy this property at some time in the future, potentially the market will go up in the future. And so you can get them to agree to give you today's full market. So you probably get more money than if you sold it on the open market. Secondly, you can charge them the full market rent. And there's no need to have a management agent in place to look after the property because the tenant is not like a normal tenant. A tenant buyer 
is getting prepared to be an owner themselves and they will look after the property as if they own it. That means there's no maintenance costs because the tenant takes care and looks after the property as if it's their own. So the rental income that comes in, you actually get to keep more of it. No management costs to pay, no maintenance costs to pay. So you actually make more money and you can pretty much forget about this property and hopefully someday in the future within the option period, this tenant buyer will buy the property. Now, sometimes they don't buy the property. I've had the situation where I've put a tenant buyer in, they've decided not to buy because their circumstances have changed and they've moved on. And I've just put another tenant buyer into the property. Now, some landlords say, well, hang on a minute. If I'm giving this person the right to buy the property at, let's say, 200,000, and it might be worth 250,000 in the future, why would I want to know I'm missing out on that revenue? Well, here's the point. This is a property that you don't really want. If you sold it today, you probably wouldn't even achieve the 200,000. You might only make, I don't know, 190, and then you'd get no income from the property and you'd get no more value than the price you sell it for today. So it's no different really, but what you are doing is you're getting the, the opportunity to help someone get on the ladder. So you're helping someone else, but also you're still getting a rental income while you own the property. And hopefully that's a payment over and above your mortgage, which means that you're still making money from that property. If you sold it today, you'd lose all your rental income. So although you're fixing the price, it's probably more than you'd get if you sold it today and you're getting rental income. So this asset, this property is still making you money, money while you own it until you eventually sell it to this tenant buyer. So it's important not to be greedy and try and make it fair for everyone. If you really want the capital growth, well, fine. Don't put a tenant buyer in, just put a normal tenant in, but you're going to have to have management fees. You're going to have to have the maintenance. You're going to have the hassle. So you decide what's more important to you. Now, the second way you can benefit from the tenant buyer strategy is for you to become a tenant buyer yourself. This is really good if you want to live in a bigger property than you live in right now, or maybe a better area, and maybe you can't actually get a mortgage on that type of property right now, but you will be able to in the future. You can go into a property and be a tenant buyer, and very often uh, you can actually um, pay less as a tenant buyer than you would as a normal renter. So this works in two ways. Maybe you don't actually own a home yet and you're fed up of renting and you want to get your foot on the ladder. So you could absolutely do that. Or maybe you've got a home and for whatever reason, you're going to move out of that property. Maybe you're relocating for work and you want to go and turn your existing property into a rental property or maybe sell it. Well, rather than having to find the money to put down as a deposit to buy a new property and have to get a new mortgage, you could become a tenant buyer. Well, you don't have to put down a big deposit now. You don't have to get a mortgage now. You will get one in the future when you eventually buy the property, but you can think about that in the future. Now, I've done this on a property. I mentioned this in the last episode. Uh, it was a large property in Edgebaston. Um, it was on the market for 475000 uh, It had had a sale agreed on it at 425. That sale had fall, fallen through for various reasons. It was on the market for rent and also for sale. A great way to find these opportunities. I said to the estate agent, do you think the owner would be happy renting it to me for a while and then selling it to me? 
He said, yeah, I think the owner would go for that. So I moved in, I rented. Uh, the normal market rent on the property would be 1600 but I negotiated down to 1200 And we also agreed that all of the rent would come off the end price as well. I agreed to buy it for 435 which was a bit more than it had sold for previously. Remember, the value was about 475 but the owner felt that the market would go up over time and he didn't want to sell to me for 425 And the fact that he agreed to take the rent off the end price, we agreed at a price of 435 So we reached a deal that was good for him and good for me. So me and my girlfriend at the time, we moved in. Uh, we spent a bit of money on the property. We cosmetically improved it. We had the carpets cleaned. We painted downstairs to improve the living environment. Uh, we didn't spend a lot of money. We didn't want to do that until we actually purchased. However, remember, we've got the right to buy, not the obligation to. And we decided not to buy that property for various reasons. Now, if I had just gone and bought the property and we'd lived there, and then I realized we didn't want to be there, that would have been an expensive mistake. Luckily, we had this agreement as a tenant buyer to live there, and it was almost like we had the right to try before we buy. Uh, and I'm really pleased we did that. So we eventually told the landlord after 12 months when we were supposed to buy the property that actually we weren't in a position to buy. We didn't want to buy the property. Now, he was obviously a bit upset because he wanted to get rid of the property. Uh, but we looked after the property and he said, look, rather than just keep it empty, would you like to continue renting until I can find another buyer to purchase the property? And so we did that. And uh, we were renting at a below market rent uh, we were looking around for another house to buy. In the meantime, the owner found another buyer for his property. He actually sold it for more than he was going to sell it to us to. So he was really happy in the end. And it was a win-win for everybody. So done in the correct way, this can be great for the tenant buyer and for the property owner. But as I said at the right to begin of this, do not do the risky method or the sandwich option method because there is lots of risk with that. You can keep it really simple so that it works for the tenant buyer and works for the property owner. So I do hope this has clarified this strategy for you. I've talked a lot about purchase lease options on this particular podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about purchase options, I'm running some online training all about purchase lease options, which you could register at this website. So it's www.plotraining.com. That's www.plotraining.com. There is a link in the show notes. So you can click on that link and come and register for that free of charge online training that's a, a lot longer, a lot more detail. I think we're really valuable for you if you want to learn how to use this really powerful strategy that is purchase lease options. So until next time, to remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property training for free. All of the details are in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.